Hi guys, hello and welcome to the Right Room podcast. My name is Rupin Paul. Thank you so much for tuning in to the fourth episode for this year. And if you can see a pattern that we have been trying to follow, it is solo episode interview, solo episode interview. So that's kind of the pattern that I want to follow for this entire year. I have a few good plans that you know I want to implement through the podcast. Next week I have a great guest, you know, coming on and we have an interview again and not an interview but really a conversation. You know how it is, right? If you're listening to the right room, uh, just a conversation with people whom I like talking about, um like talking about and like talking to as well, right? Sometimes you know what happens, I'll tell you how, you know, podcasts come together, right? Sometimes I have a discussion with a comedian or with another person and I always feel like this should be listened to not just by me but by other people because this is very interesting and we are really getting deep into something right then i try and get this person on so if i have such people whom i have such conversations or i think there's a person who has an interesting perspective or a story to tell i will definitely get them on okay but i also like doing these solo podcasts right and i have gotten a little bit of feedback from few people saying that they like the solo episodes as well so let me know guys which one works uh, but i have to do these solo episodes right uh, come on once in a while you know talk about a few topics and it's also great practice for me you know and because this is what i do right this is this is part of the process part of the process of doing stand up is speaking part of the process is writing and part of the process is just being funny and just being observant of what is funny and what is dark and at what point of time right and also a lot of it is calling the bullshit on yourself right i think that's the stage you know comedians come to quite at the end right of the i think that's the end that kind of marks the end of the beginner process initially you're just bitching about the world bitching about your family bitching about your job your education all of that and then finally you realize oh crap i had to call out the biggest fraud which is you know the stuff that we do personally like i caught myself man i'll tell you what i did i'll tell you the last thing i caught myself okay this is the last moment that i caught myself being a complete jerk right so i want to i went to watch this movie with family right and uh, <laughs> i was at the theater after watching this movie and at the parking lot and there was a lot of commotion around one car right a lot of people were there around this one car taking photographs of this one person getting into a car right turns out that this guy was a youtuber and has a youtube channel going for him and is a disabled person okay especially able rather right i think that's the more politically correct word so couldn't use his legs right was in a wheelchair and was helping himself into a car and apparently he is traveling the entire india just doing that right and so this is a person who's been paralyzed because of an accident or because of i don't know what but he's been traveling the entire car and there was this youtube you know his youtube channel's name on the car and i had to look it up right and unfortunately the first thing that i looked was the number of subscribers he had and to see if i had more subscribers than him <laughs> and then i caught myself like oh my god am i really doing this this is a person who is specially able and is trying to do something good and i'm trying to compare myself with him to see if i have more subscribers than him This is the toxic level of competition that I've gotten myself into guys it's kind of horrible <laughs> It's bad when after some time you do this this industry right there's some this uh, I I don't know what industry to call it I would like to call it entertainment right that's the industry that I like to be part of if someone asks me what industry are you working in I'll be like entertainment but now sadly it's become content right and with content there's all of this thing about comparison who has more followers who has more views who has more shares and all of that crap right it gets to a point where all of this has taken me to a point where i look at a guy who's you know making something out of an adversity 
and then I still want to compare him to my level and to see if you know he has more subscribers than me or if he's doing better than me in the in the social media um, you know game, which I hope he is. And then I caught myself and I didn't look at that number, so that's the good part, <laughs> right? Uh, but that's basically it. I went to watch this really cool movie, man. Uh, thanks to my brother-in-law who booked movies, right? Who booked the who booked who, who books tickets. For these movies, you see, normally where I come from, though I'm Tamilian and all of that, right? I don't watch too many uh, Tamil movies because that's kind of how my family was, you know, you know, came up, right? We watch all those old movies, like those old, you know, those remember those three-hour-long English movies, <laughs> never ends, which probably are designed so that they can have an intermission where people can actually make a lot of money selling coke and selling, you know, popcorn. Yeah, movies like Ben Hur. <laughs> these are movies that were made like I think 10 years before I was born movies like Sound of Music uh, that's another movie right these were this huge classic I think even Lawrence of Arabia comes out of that category these huge classic epic movies and that's the kind of movies that I grew up watching right so like Tamil cinema was very new to me and this is something that I am like you know picked up like recently right like my wife's my wife and my wife's side of the family they really love all the you know, the classic Tamil movies, like, you know, all the Rajnikanth movies, all the Kabbalasan movies, all the Ajit movies. So we went to watch the last Ajit movie, right? Tunibu. And I got to say, see, the last movie that I watched, the, the movie, I think, before this, is called Wali Mai, right? And that movie has a, has just too much, just sensational, just out of this world, right? All of the characters are larger than life. They're doing stuff that nobody, like regular people don't do. And the first half of this movie, Tunibu, was very similar to that. Larger than life. The action was just unrealistically great and heroic, right? It was just showing off at one point of time. <laughs> and then I, I, mean, I was still with family. I was like, okay, I'm just going to uh, <laughs> keep my opinions to myself. But the second half, after the intermission, made me realize why, you know, Tamil cinema is Tamil cinema. Because uh, the second half was just simply beautiful, right? It was about, you know, this entire bank scamming people and basically you know talking about how banks scam people and about how there's so much of crap that can you know screw us over which is written in the fine print in several documents which people sign unknowingly because they want the best out of their money right you never think about you know all those people who tell you stuff about money right like you know you should be doing more with your money your money should be working for you nobody ever talks about how people get scammed Nobody ever talks about people losing money because of these money doubling schemes or these schemes that are later going to give you huge returns. That's kind of never talked about at all, right? I don't know why. I, I don't know why, man. I think it's because banks have to do more than just keeping money. They also are salespeople working in banks and they have targets and obviously, they want to lure people into the next mutual fund scheme, the next credit card scheme. Like, I'm not going to say I'm a victim, right? Because I clearly knew what I was getting into. But this kind of happened even with me, right? When I was in 20... I'm going to say 2019. It's 2019, yeah. It's 2019. I was doing comedy full-time, right? And I had this guy on the podcast who's a great friend of mine who's been a mentor to me, right? And he told me very clearly about people planning their money. Like the ideal way to do it is to first get an emergency fund and then do whatever you have to do, right? Make investments, you know, mutual funds and then equity and other further things, right? And I took his advice, right? 
and i kind of tried to create like an emergency fund to the best of my knowledge but then a lot of things came and i that emergency fund you know kind of got used up but the mistake that i made is while there was an emergency fund going i also started investing in mutual funds okay so this was 2019 so emergency funds are being made mutual funds every month 5000 is is continuously going right and the guy at the bank sold it to me so well he said your money is not your money it belongs to a larger universe and it can be part of a system where your money grows at a 30% rate and this is how i paid for my wedding this is how i paid for me being independent after my marriage to moving a home and all of that and i was like okay i have a girlfriend things are serious i'm going to get married i want to pay for my own wedding so let me try and do this right start putting money and it was increasing and i started looking at it and was feeling really good it's like yeah i'm doing the right thing every month i'm building this financial discipline of putting away a certain amount of money into a mutual fund and it's going great and the returns are increasing the returns are increasing i had no idea what's going to come right in 2020 2020 came around everybody thought 2020 was the year every single person thought 2020 is the year right can't blame them because you know things were nice in 2019 right because the people my age were out of college everyone had money everyone had jobs everyone was traveling everyone had the time and money to travel and uh things were going great right and then there is the pandemic came out of nowhere we all thought it was a joke came out of nowhere and then i just my emergency fund got used up right because now i had to start taking money from that and started paying bills and you know paying for things like food and all of that right and then i said like okay i'm i'm running out of this and i have to kind of liquidate this what is the amount and i had lost about 12000 rupees in this entire process 12 to 15000 rupees right which is quite a huge amount of money because considering the fact that i had to you know remote on quite a short notice and they have told it so many times mutual fund documents are subject to market risk but you really feel that you're above risk and that you can continue to keep playing and that's when i think that's that was my mistake right that i thought i can continue to do that and you know nothing would happen but i think sometimes it's good to be a little bit of a little bit negative also right a little bit realistic and say like you know what if things go bad i don't know what that law is do you guys know what that law is whatever should happen will happen it's got some name to it right let me google it whatever should happen will happen murphy's law <laughs> yeah murphy's law right so all of that but 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 there are a couple of other things also right like you know um, i talk about it in stand up now about how my wife and i got you know got the bad end of a really bad tra- i mean a travel deal that looked really good on paper and then turned out to be really sour you yeah so i think a lot of it goes in fine print and no one ever talks about it right and then you eventually lose a lot of it so this movie was really great and i kind of understood because tamil movies they have to do something to get people's attention get them to sit get them give them their entertainment and then start talking about what this movie is about why is this movie being made right there has to be some substance to it so i thought that was a really cool idea the way they executed that right um because left to and really artsy director they would have just made it just made the second half but now because it's also got to be mainstream right it's um the entertainment but there's also the substance behind it which i thought was really cool because now when you're writing stuff or you know for anyone who's creating stuff 
it's got to be appealing to a general audience as well because that's the people that succeed there are a lot of people that do everything really well there are a lot of good comedians who are not accessible to the large large audience who would like to pay tickets the ticket paying audience right so i think that's kind of a way to measure your success and way and a way to take something really complex something really um you know artsy something that is very uh, accessible only to a select few people thus far but then make it more common make it more accessible convey the same message to a set of people who you know are not aware of it what are going to put it in a way that's you know fun and interesting and accessible to them in a way that they like it initially and then later make them evolve evolve through the entire process sorry that was a i don't know if it's a somewhere between a burp and acidity i think it's acid reflux <laughs> anyway um yeah you know speaking of which you know speaking of like you know ways in which people double their money i remember when i was doing stand up full time i used to go to cafes and work out of cafes every once in a while because i'd get tired of working out of home right the thing is i was working at home my parents stay at the same place and they obviously have the running concern of what am i doing with my life when i had a good stable it job with an american company and why did i leave all of that to you know <laughs> just sit at home and write jokes and write blogs and work on podcasts and book the next show they didn't really see that as a good utilization of the education that they had invested in fair enough right but that kind of made me ang- anxious as well because you can't really relax and create in a place where there's a person going to ask you at any point of time what 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 about your job how much of money have you made this month do you think this is going to continue do you think this will work out what about after marriage do you think she's going to like it you can't really work in that place right so i used to just go to cafes and work out of cafes and do whatever i had to do from a cafe right and a cafe guys you guys don't know what it is to go to a cafe i mean some of you might know but not many of you might know how it is to go to a cafe day after day at 11 a.m. sit there till 4 p.m. the amount of stuff that you see between 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. incredible incredible stuff you'll see people scamming each other left right and center almost ev- almost at least three tables in every large cafe of 20 tables someone or the other is running a ponzi pyramid scheme and it's the same stuff i'll be writing my i'll be working on my stuff and somewhere at the corner i'll hear a conversation you give me your money within 2 months you'll see a 200% increase and there's a there's a guy who looks really simple really innocent and who's come dressed up in formals for that meeting almost going to agree and almost going to sign on the fine print right another time there was this guy who was not sure of it the guy who was selling the scam had said you know what you don't look fresh go wash your face have a coffee for which obviously he didn't pay for the poor guy had to pay for it by himself and then come and then i will explain it to you and then he said like life is about making instantaneous choices you have to make a choice immediately and the poor guy said you know what i'm going to think about it but this seems like a great decision this seems like a great decision for me i want to be rich i want to be rich and it was just dramatic and of course you'll see a lot of <laughs> couples right many people on their first tinder date and by first tinder date i mean like you know they've literally not dated anybody before because and they just realize that there's a template you know you date someone you go to a cafe they go to a cafe and they have no idea how to talk to each other they're just standing and looking at each other awkwardly these are two people whose social skills are obviously not great right not to be judgmental guys but if your first date is a, a, at a cafe <laughs> unless you're a really cool person <laughs> you'll have to really work your way up which is why i think a lot of people choose a pub right because there's a lot more happening there's music playing around but a cafe is just 
there's a barista who's also the cashier who's also the wait staff and it's just you and a bunch of other people and you don't and you have no idea what to talk right there's not much of socializing that happens in a cafe i don't know um, but yeah that that's kind of how it is and you'll you'll see these people trying to make awkward conversations i think the point i was trying to make just so a few seconds ago is i think if you had to choose between a cafe and a pub and you had to judge or guess the amount of social skills that a person has right i think people at bars and pubs have a little more social skills than people at cafes for what my observation is though i've seen a lot of pathetic shit right happening at pubs as well right like the saddest of which i would be at a show and there would be this couple that come right and you ask them at this some point of the show like hey guys where did you meet and they'd be like you know we just matched on tinder or bumble or whatever right and and the guy you can see is made so much of an effort to come there right he's dressed up in a leather jacket and the girl is just sitting there and she looks good too right at this point but she's just like texting just texting someone else and he's just looking and just sad and just looking at me as i'm doing the show he's <laughs> like oh my god man you deserve way better i think you should just i don't know whatever get off the app find someone who's a friend find someone as a colleague get to know that person and then kind of work it in that way right i don't know that's kind of how it is but yeah anyway coming back to cafes and working out of a cafe so if a table's not a scam table it's an awkward tinder date or it's a very problematic couple right and sometimes it's kind of easy to find out that they're having an extramarital affair right because the lady definitely looks married she has the signs of a traditional indian marriage reflected on her right like she's got the chain she's got uh, she's got kumkum right is kumkum a south indian word i don't know yeah and all of that and the guy is obviously you know you can clearly tell it's not a husband but they're like you know fighting and then they're like you know making up and they're talking something while they part ways right it was quite a scene working at this cafes man <laughs> but um, that's kind of how it is that cafes basically if you go to a cafe it's quite a hotbed for scams every other table you can hear the same thing give my money within 3 months 200% increase and if you ever come across a person who's going to guarantee such high abnormally high returns i'm sure you all know to walk away but this this seems very very enticing because these people are excellent manipulators right and all these manipulators are like just serial killers like i think if you are like ponzi scheme has got to be the equivalent of serial killing in the crime world right and it's got to be the equivalent because you do it to multiple people and in each case you get away with it somehow and you manipulate your way to escape that's how like this charles uh, shobraj right uh, shobra how do you pronounce his name charles shobraj the guy is called the cobra that's that's kind of how he did it he just wiggled his way out of every murder escaped did it to someone else repeated the same process got away with it and i think people secretly get a higher of doing this and they say like we are better than the world and and i think that's what it is last year one of the best books that i read was crime and punishment and if you see crime and punishment i'm not not giving away too many spoilers but there's a murder involved right which is written at the back cover but the fundamental premise of that book is that you know people who commit murders or people who commit crime just know that they are better than the world and that they can do any way anything in any way and get away with it and what they did was the right thing so it's kind of premeditated in a way right um so that's kind of scary man when people do that um yeah so if you know someone who's if, if you know a friend 
every one of us knows at least one friend who's running some kind of a scam <laughs> and i think you the best thing to do is just call that person for what it is and say it's a scam right <laughs> even though that friend might not be a friend which that which is the right thing you should cut a, cut off a significant amount of your friendships you know with people because people get more and more problematic you know sometimes in certain cases you know i think this is this happened like even if it's a person is problematic but you still see some good in them and you still keep being friends with them and everyone's like dude you got to break away from that person and you're like no i'm going to keep it going i'm going to keep it going i'm going to be this person's friend i still see some good in them and everyone's like dude what is wrong with you this person's going to burn your entire home and you're going to be inside and you're still going to care for this person but like no he's a good person she's a good person and then one day you see it yourself and be like oh i cannot take this anymore <laughs> right and then you just step away has this happened to you i don't know am i the only one no right i think it's thing it's happened at some point i mean you have to break up with a friendship i think one of the, the one of the most underrated seinfeld episodes is when jerry seinfeld is trying to break up with his friend right he's <laughs> this is a guy whom he just knew a long time ago but now they have nothing in common and they don't know how to break it up and it's and like with a relationship it's very easy right like and that's what the entire premise of the show is it's very hard to break up with a friend but i think ultimately if your friend is running a scam just be friends just just call that person a friend but don't hang out with that person don't be this person's business partner for sure because you never know where that's going to take you you never know what i think we underestimate the level of skill people have as human beings to run scams and to be crooks right i think that's very heavily underestimated because subliminally everyone at some point thinks like hey i'm better i'm better than everyone i can do this and get away right it's got to be a little bit scary i have learned this through trial and error man like with respect to stand up itself like you think there are no st- scams in stand up and scams only there in the corporate world no there are some huge scams in stand up right like there are many corporate shows that i go to and i've done where i'm like oh shit this sounds like a scam and now as soon as i get a bad feeling about it you know what i do this is the best way to put down someone you tell this person you're not going to work with this person as soon as possible you say i am not going to do this show as soon as you say that sentence fast right the mood is set nothing can be done to retract retract from that statement they they can say anything like here's here's an example of how i did this recently okay now this is a true story it happened just about two weeks ago so i was asked to do the show for this really big software company um but you know there's a really cool organization called toastmasters which helps people you know in public speaking and all of that i have worked with them before i know a lot of people from toastmasters they've been just great and phenomenal people and it's a great organization because it's a it's they're kind of building a community of people right and long time ago i remember in 2016 17 right i was called to do a show at toastmasters they didn't pay uh but they said we're going to take care of your travel and cause it's a good cause there are a community of people coming and speaking with each other I said I'm going to definitely be there and did it was a great show all the people who was who spoke were funny they were very creative and I really like being with those people right so I got this call for this you know event but now of course things are different I don't have and that much of time right so now if I get an event I'm definitely going to pay I'm going to definitely going to get paid rather right so settled on the finances they wanted a short set and I said you know for the short set I'll reduce my money and we'll just make sure that you know the comedy does not get affected so i need at least this much of time to do my show to get the jokes across to get some part of my act across all of this was agreed on 
cut to a few days just before the show, right? When I had gone and this is one of those organizations because a big software organization had to go and get a seal and signature and send them an invoice beforehand. And yeah, did all of that, right? And two days before this guy calls me up who, who was booking me and he says like, listen, we can't directly send you money because you're not a registered uh, artist, right? I said, yeah, that's because I'm an independent artist. I perform for multiple corporations and I do this independently. So we can't send you money directly. We'll have to send it through an agency for which we're going to charge a commission which will be deducted from your payment. And I was like, listen, this is an issue from your end, right? Like I have done shows with companies and this is like, I've done more than a hundred corporate shows. What do you think? I'm like some newcomer. I've been doing comedy for eight to nine years, right? So I'm just going to, you know, charge whatever I charge. And if you want to pay it, you can pay it. You can pay it from your end. And this is what he said. How is this our problem? You are a single independent, you know, artist. I said, I would not like to do the show. I'm not going to show up. He said, you can't back out. You committed to us. I told him, I don't work for you all. And he said, you know how big our organization is? I said, that is not my problem. I'm not going to come and work for you all. He said, this is unprofessional from your end. He said, this is horrible from your end. Do you know this is the first time this has happened in the last nine years? And he said, oh, but do you know what you would have performed at companies that are smaller? He said, no, I performed at companies like Intel, McAfee. These are all companies that are bigger than your company. And they had no issue in making my payment. So I don't understand what the issue is. He said, no, this is not the way. You cannot do this. How can you talk to me like that? I said, I have eight years of experience. This has never happened. And he said, I have 14 years of corporate experience. This was just getting to a ridiculous level. I said, I'm not going to do it. And it just became, a, I'm, I'm telling it calmly right now, but it was an absolute shouting match. It was a shouting match. I was just shouting at him. And he was also shouting right back. And I said, listen, I'm not going to do it. This is not the way I would like to be treated. And this already doesn't set a good precedent. I'm not going to enjoy doing the show. Right? He said, okay, you tell me what has to be done. If I have to apologize, I'll apologize and make it right. It's another typical manipulative human being. Right. So I said, and don't fall for this guys. Like, you know, people apologizing just to get their way. It's absolute bullshit. It happens a lot. Right. If you apologize, here's the thing. If someone apologizes and they say like, listen, what I did was absolutely wrong. And I'm sorry I did this. And this is, and I know it's not acceptable, but I just want to tell you this, that I'm sorry. And it's now when a person apologizes now, you know, it's one thing to say like, you know what, at least this person has the decency to apologize. But it's another thing to say, like, you know what, this person apologized, let me take this person right back and things will continue as normal. That, that, that shit, I think, if you're still doing that shit, I think you should just snap out of it, man. I, I was, I mean, I'm, I don't believe unpopular opinion, <laughs> very unpopular opinion, right? But, you know, I believe in second chances for people who have messed up things really badly, right? Like because of drugs and alcohol, uh, because of whatever situation they're in that made them do bad shit. But apart from that, when you're sober, when you're conscious and you did bad shit, right? <laughs> it's extremely, almost impossible for me to understand why I feel you're not going to do that again, right? It's very difficult. And I think that's the thing. Like either you see a change in person and you be like, okay, you know, this person has genuinely changed. But even in that case, I'll always have that one step. I'm never let this person go to cross a line and enter my close circle again. And yeah, that's kind of how it is, man. Like, you know, and if you're, if you're in a situation like that right now, if you feel that you're in some place that's fraudulent or dealing with someone who's a fraudulent person, it's not someone whose conditions and whose values you align with, just say, I do not want this to go ahead. 
can just keep saying that again and again and again right and just ignore that person i think one of the best things again unpopular opinion one of the best pieces of technology that has been invented is not the freaking cell phone not instagram all of that the best technology that has been invented is blocking people beautiful right a lot of people say no you should deal with them you should have the ability to talk to them i don't think so you need to do that right that's none of their business now someone has messed up something it should be none of their business to you know get back in touch with you of course you not carrying that uh that for lack of a better word that hurt around you is another thing i think that you are let go of but i don't think i don't know who i don't i have no idea who came up with this bullshit of forgive and forget it's absolute just crap i think you should forgive but you should remember what they did and never let that person you know come back to a position where you be like you know we can get back to the same level again no that's kind of hard man that being said you know we all make mistakes <laughs> so and like you know you kind of hold on to um, you kind of you can't always you know i think with, with i think it varies from case to case right but you guys know what i mean when you say like you know try and not completely let a person come back in right and all of this has something to do with you know <laughs> me saying no to that show and i was very happy after saying no to the show I was like very happy i said no but it's still that bad taste of you know me me in my head being on the right side but me having that shouting thing right that sh- that shouting match with this guy was still kind of bad right and somehow i just told my wife you know whatever happened she listened and then luckily a show came through right i had to come and go and do a spot in indranagar and it was a very nice show because it's a show for like people who are not indians right it was like israeli people and i'll tell you why it's a nice show because of that now when you see an audience that's different now earlier the old me would have been like let's get out of this place as fast as possible they are never going to get my jokes but now the new me is like these people can relate to me at some point and i'm going to make an effort and because of which i'm actually paying attention to my comedy and seeing and listening how it has an effect on them and accordingly navigating my set right and i find that very exciting and i think that's something you know as um, any job man like you could be doing anything right now you have to find a way every single day to remove yourself from the autopilot mode right it could be rearranging the order of your work it could be approaching things in a new way but that's something that you just have to keep digging every single day and saying to yourself like how can i find a way to do this in a different way because then they're going to pay attention right and i'll tell you how they do it in stand up all the veteran comedians when they do stand up they start their set they start their performance by saying something that was completely unplanned for and then they randomly choose one of the jokes that work and now they have no idea what the, what's going to come next but the way they weave their way through right makes them conscious of where they're at and they don't say stuff like uh, anyway i'm going to do this next bit this next joke no they try and build a narrative through all of this and build a story arc through all of this and connect all of these things together and somehow make it work and that's the trick right in you know like i think two weeks ago i told you about how you connect with an audience differently but you know it's kind of the same thing again man i think if you look at it at a deeper level that just shows us that every single day right and this is everything this is even friendships this is relationships this is your the stuff that you do on the weekends 
you got to do something different. You got to change something differently to make sure that you're not in just a pattern because we kind of get bored of a pattern, right? And because you get bored, you're not enthusiastic about it because you're not enthusiastic, you get depressed about it. You have to do something that there is there's something wrong in it, but you're going to fix it through that and there's something that's difficult and there's a challenge for you to overcome and you're going to pay attention to the way in which you're overcoming that challenge, right? So that's basically how we're going to attack <laughs> this year, this week, right? And um, I think that's the podcast, guys. This is an important week for us, an important week for me. Um, I'm going to be recording stand-up at Hyderabad and, you know, hopefully by the end of next week, I have a recording that comes through, right? And these jokes have been working on for the last two years, from 2021. Some of it a little bit older, around 2021. So trying to put this recording together and trying to make it as good as, you know, possible. And this will be my fourth video. So in case you guys haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, please do subscribe. And this year, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be up on that channel. And even this podcast will be up in video format at some point in time, right? As when I get a good guest, I will definitely do it in video format, right? And to make sure the word goes out. And so... Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great week ahead. Get it in whatever you do. Don't be afraid to take some chance. Make sure you're not in autopilot mode. And I'll see you guys next week. Thank you.